White supremacists don't want critical race theory taught within schools because teaching true history would undo the excellent image makeover the white society has given itself. They've whitewashed their history books to make themselves appear more relevant and more humane throughout history than they indeed were. In the book, The Iceman Inheritance, author Michael J. Bradley, who himself is a Caucasian, argues that racism, the threat of nuclear war, environmental pollution, and other social problems are the result of the behavior values and psychology of Caucasians. He stated that throughout history, the Caucasians had demonstrated an entrenched predisposition for brutal racism that is matched only by their penchant for deceit, greed, and hunger for power. They alone are the most arrogant and the race most predisposed to racism, all other races have been their enemies or their victims. Throughout history, the Caucasians have demonstrated an almost total disregard for the human lives of non-whites. Their subjugation, murder, and exploitation of all other races are unparalleled. While labeling all other races as being savages, their savagery remains unmatched by all others. Yet despite these brutal facts to the contrary, Caucasians are most often perceived as the least violent and as the group possessing the highest ethics and moral standing. What explains this profound contradiction against reality? The reason this profound contradiction exists is that public perceptions are not shaped based upon facts nor reality. Public perceptions by the narratives fed repetitively into society. Those who control societal narratives own the interpretation of reality. Because Caucasians hold all societal records, by routinely providing false white exalting reports into the community, through the education we're taught, the media images we see, and the societal narratives we routinely hear they've given themselves a good image makeover. The public at large then functions based upon those false narratives rather than the actual reality. It is why Caucasians are most often favorably perceived despite such a brutal history of the contrary. The white society's core power is to write all the societal narratives based on the masses' function. Those narratives usually distort to exalt and or exonerate the white community. Case point and proof. The history taught of the African slave trade is filled with false white exonerating narratives. White historians whitewash the history of the African slave trade to favor themselves. Their revision intentionally makes the white invaders appear more humane than they indeed were and shifts the blame of the African slave trade more greatly upon native Africans. The history of the African slave trade taught to African-American students deliberately hides the brutal massacre of countless African warriors that died in battle trying to rescue their captured loved ones from the slave ships. As the African warriors charged the beaches, the ship's crew shot cannons and countless bullets into their bodies. They were leaving thousands of blood-soaked black bodies lying on beaches. The number of Africans that died in battles fought against the white invaders far exceeded, many times over, the number of any Africans that may have assisted in the slave trade. The hiding fierce battles and massacres did perpetuate the lie that most Africans sold away. Furthermore, to believe that the greedy white invaders, they that bloodily brutalized our black ancestors during slavery here in the U.S. with weaponry advantage, of guns and cannons. But rather than maximizing their profits, they instead showed kindness and mercy by purchasing most of their slaves is preposterous. Such a claim contradicts over 500 years of demonstrated behavior by whites regarding black people and making a profit. Moreover, Critically think, and ask yourself this question, if Africans owned all the natural resources of gold, diamonds, oils, minerals, and animal skins, fur, and wine, and Western money had no value in Africa, what then could the white invaders trade to get most of the slaves? What possible commodity did the white invaders have that was of such great value, and they possessed in such high abundance that they could give to the Africans in exchange for over 60 million black people? And why wouldn't the greedy white invaders maximize their profits by using their weaponry advantage of rifles and cannons to steal most of their slaves? However, through miseducation, 
Millions of African people globally have been socialized to perceive the details of the African slave trade in a manner that benefits society. To further convey the falsehood that most African slaves were sold away by other Africans, hired several white artists to create pictures of Africans selling their fellow Africans to the white invaders. Found textbooks in the drawings and paintings, therefore, every time an African-American student reads about the African slave trade, those pictures are placed between the texts, subliminally conveying the message that the Africans wronged you and not the white invaders. White social scientists claim that this is necessary to ensure that African-Americans don't resent white society. Your entire perception of reality is an elaborate white deception. The essential tool required to distort the interpretation of reality is to feed distorted narratives into the society merely. It is what the white community has done. Because white people control all societal records, they've distorted the interpretation of reality to favor themselves falsely. Case point and proof that your perception of reality is an elaborate white deception. You're most likely functioning based upon the perception that most inventions that revolutionize the world came from white minds. But this is merely a flawed perception of reality created by repeatedly feeding false narratives into the society that gives Caucasians credit for most inventions made by black people. The hidden fact is that despite cultural traumas wrought by the injustices of white racism and slavery, most inventions that revolutionized the world were either invented by a black person inspired by an earlier design by a black person. When a well-packaged web of lies has been sold gradually to the masses over many generations, the truth will seem utterly preposterous and its speaker a raven lunatic. Dresden James. After slavery was abolished in the U.S. in 1865, beginning from 1870 and 1940, African Americans filed 726 invention patents. People go directly from being enslaved, where they were denied an education, to producing so many inventions in such a short period is astounding. Furthermore, those numbers of patent applications submitted by African Americans more than doubled those submitted by whites during the same time frame. The white society deliberately conceals that most inventions are coming from black minds by whitewashing their history books to give credit for most creations made by black people falsely. Case point and proof. White historians teach us that Henry Ford invented the first automobile. An African-American inventor and carriage company entrepreneur named Charles Richard Patterson built the first automobile. The C.R. Patterson & Sons Company started as a carriage-building firm in 1873. In the early 1900s, Patterson and his son converted the company from a carriage business to an automobile manufacturer. It was released in 1905 and sold for $850. It had a four-cylinder Continental engine. C.R. Patterson began making automobiles before Henry Ford, and his cars were considered more sophisticated. C.R. Patterson and Sons were forced out of business by Henry Ford. In 1939, the company closed its big wooden doors. White historians also teach us that Thomas Edison is responsible for lighting up the world. But in reality, no companies purchased Edison's light bulb because it wasn't efficient enough. It lasted only a few minutes. The inventor whose light bulb was purchased, mass produced, and its inventor dispatched worldwide to oversee its installation was an African-American named Louis Latimer. Therefore, in reality, the narrative was a black man who lit up the entire world. The white society systemically distorts facts to give themselves credit for most inventions made by black people. It is also the case for Thomas Jennings. Thomas Jennings was the first African-American to hold a patent for inventing the dry-scouring dash which later became known as dry-cleaning. On March 3 d. 1821, Thomas Jennings patented a method for removing dirt and grease from clothing that would lead to today's dry cleaning. Jennings opened his shop using his dry scouring method to clean delicate clothing and fabrics. It also afforded him the means to buy his wife and child out of slavery. The process he patented wasn't dry cleaning. 
It was dry scouring but described as the grandfather of modern dry cleaning. Jennings is not recognized as the father of everyday dry cleaning and inaccurately given to a white French inventor named Jean-Baptiste Jolly, who created a process inspired based upon Jennings' inventions that he called dry cleaning. However, just like Louis Latimer and C.R. Patterson, keep repeating lies through whitewashed history books and falsely scripted movies, and before long, everyone will accept those false narratives. Welcome to the real world. As stated earlier, despite cultural traumas wrought by the injustices of white racism and slavery, most inventions that revolutionized the world were either invented by a black person inspired by an earlier design by a black person. It is an absolute fact. If you enjoy using the internet thank. Philip Imigwali, a Nigerian computer scientist, is regarded by many as the father of the internet. He invented the supercomputer in 1987. His formula used 65,000 separate computer processors to perform 3.1 billion calculations per second in 1989. That feat led to computer scientists comprehending the capabilities of supercomputers and the practical applications of creating a system that allowed multiple computers to communicate. Philip Imigwali also invented the accurate weather forecasting system in 1990. He also used his mathematical and computer expertise to develop methods for extracting more petroleum from oil fields. If you enjoy sending emails, thank an African-American named Emmett McHenry. McHenry created a complex computer code whereby ordinary people can now surf the web or email without studying computer science. He made what we know today simply as com. If you enjoy your digital cell phone, thank an African-American named Jesse Eugene Russell. He is an inventor and electrical engineer that invented digital cellular technology. He pioneered the field of digital cellular communication in the 1980s through high-power linear amplification and low-bit-rate voice encoding technologies. He received a patent in 1992, U.S. Patent No. 5,084,869, for digital cellular-based station design. Jesse Russell holds several patents and is a crucial person to the invention of the modern cell phone. If you enjoy using your PC monitor, thank an African-American named Dr. Mark Dean. Dean is the inventor-slash-computer scientist and engineer responsible for developing several landmark technologies, including the modern color PC monitor, the industry standard in 1981. In 1999, Dean also led a team of programmers to develop one of the stepping stones of modern-day computer technology, the first gigahertz chip. The CMOS microprocessor chip is remarkable because it processed a billion calculations and large amounts of data in a second. Dean holds 20 individual patents. If you enjoy using your GPS, thank Gladys Mae West, an African-American mathematician known for her contributions to the mathematical modeling of the shape of the Earth and her work on developing the satellite geodesy models incorporated into the Global Positioning System, GPS. Without black people, there would not exist skyscrapers. It is because black people invented the elevator, the air conditioning, and central heating. Alexander Miles invented the elevator, Frederick Jones invented the air condition, and Alice Parker, a black woman, invented the heating furnace in 1919, which provided central heating. Dr. Thomas O. Mensa is a Ghanaian-born chemical engineer and inventor. The inventor of fiber optics and nanotechnology, awarded seven USA and worldwide patents in fiber optics. In all, he has some 14 patents. Dr. Patricia Bath, an African-American scientist, invented and patented in 1988 the cataract laser Foucault probe that helped save the eyesight of millions. Millions of people around the world unknowingly owe their eyesight to this black woman. Mark Hanna developed the 3D graphics technology used in many major Hollywood movies. Shirley Ann Jackson made several telecommunications breakthroughs which led to the touchtone phone, caller ID, and call waiting. 
Marie Van Britten Brown invented the home surveillance security system. Henry Sampson invented the non-digital cellular phone in 1983. Did you know the development of the sanitary pad by a black woman named Mary Beatrice Davidson? Women used all kinds of reusable fabrics to absorb menstrual flows. The first company that showed interest denied it because of racial discrimination rejected Mary's invention. The world had no choice, her invention was too important. It was later accepted in 1956, 30 years later. She received five patents for her designs. One of her other inventions is the bathroom tissue holder, which she co-invented with her sister. The patent number was US 4,354,643. There is more. Gerald Lawson invented the first home video game system with interchangeable cartridges. Percy L. Julian invented the process of synthesis, which led to the birth control pill and improvement in cortisone production. There is more. Matthew A. Cherry is the inventor of the tricycle. In May 1888, Cherry received his patent for the tricycle. G.T. Sampson invented the clothes dryer in 1892. George R. Carruthers invented the ultraviolet camera spectrograph. In 1885, two black inventors, L.S. Burridge and N.R. Marsham invented the typewriter. J. Gregory invented the motor. Six African-American scientists were essential in the making of the first atomic bomb. One was J. Ernest Wilkins, one of the world's leading mathematicians who earned his Ph.D. at 17. Alexander Miles invented the elevator and safety devices for elevator. Patent no. 371207. Alice Parker, a black woman, is credited with inventing the heating furnace in 1919, which provided central heating. Garrett A. Morgan invented the automatic traffic signal and the gas mask. Edmund Berger invented the spark plug. J.B. Winters invented the fire escape ladder. John L. Love invented the pencil sharpener 2311-189 patent number 594114. Frederick Jones invented the air conditioner. John A. Johnson invented the wrench. John Standard invented the refrigerator. Lewis Howard Latimer invented the electric lamp and the filament for the light bulbs. The smallpox inoculation method was brought from Africa by an African named Onsimus. Philip Downing invented the letter drop mailbox on October 27, 1892. John Burr invented the lawnmower. Marjorie Joyner holds the patent for the permanent hair wave machine. Lloyd Hall created the chemical compound that preserves meat. S.H. Love invented improvements to military guns April 22, 1919. S.H. Love invented improvements to the vending machine January 21, 1933. W.A. Levette invented the advanced printing press. Thomas J. Martin invented the fire extinguisher 3-261,872. W.D. Davis invented the riding saddle October 6, 1895. There is more. Do you know that the first successful open-heart surgery on this planet was a black surgeon within a black-owned hospital? Dr. Daniel Hale Williams. 1856-1931, founded Provident Hospital and Training School for Nurses, the first black-owned hospital in America, in 1891. And he performed the first successful open-heart surgery in 1893. Following the surgery, white surgeons from around the country and the world learned from Dr. Williams. Many white surgeons had attempted the surgery early, but their patients died. In 1940, Dr. Charles Drew, another African-American doctor, achieved another pioneering medical breakthrough. In his short life of only 46 years, Charles revolutionized blood storage. His refrigerated bloodmobile stored blood at a temperature to prolong its shelf life. It further revolutionized blood storage and plasma banks for World War II. 
The following may be the scientific reason why most inventions that revolutionized the world were either invented by a black person inspired by an earlier design by a black person. Intelligence and the DNA Revolution According to geneticists, the higher the DNA series is within a particular group, the higher the chance of genius existing within that group. Within two major studies, one in 1996 and then the other in 2018, researchers determined the genetic contribution to intellectual giftedness by analyzing DNA samples from people worldwide. In the 1996 study, 15 geneticists from nine different universities worldwide tested the DNA series of 136 people from around the world. They first tried apes. When they tested the orangutan, they found that it only had three DNA series. When they tested the gorilla, they discovered that it had four. The chimpanzee had five. They then studied Europeans, England, Germany, France, Russia, and Spain. They found that Europeans have six DNA series. All other groups tested from around the world also have six DNA series except Africans. Africans have nine DNA series. Africans, therefore, have the highest probability of genius existing within their group. Yale University published these findings in a manual entitled The Global Pattern of Linkage Disequilibrium and Modern Human Origin. In the 2018 study, researchers analyzed DNA samples from 1,238 people recruited. The results were again the same, all other groups of people have six DNA series, and Africans have nine. Because all societal narratives about black people come exclusively from the white society, they routinely negatively distort black records. In doing so, they've conditioned millions of black people to perceive themselves through a false marginalized identity that aids them in maintaining their white social dominance over us. There is more. Have you ever noticed that the results of virtually all health studies that we receive favor Caucasians over black people? Can you not see just how cartoonishly unrealistic it is to consistently have consequences so one-sidedly selecting one racial group over the other is? It's astronomically ridiculous. It's fraudulent propaganda designed to instill the myth of white racial superiority into the collective subconscious minds of black people. The truth is the exact opposite of what they've manipulated so many people to believe. Case point and proof. Do you know that African babies advance earlier and faster than European babies? In the developmental psychology of the black child, Dr. Amos Wilson analyzes studies conducted by white social scientists that revealed significant differences in how quickly black babies develop compared to European babies. The study found that at only 9 hours old, African babies could prevent their heads from falling backward. It took European babies roughly 6 weeks to accomplish this. By the time African babies were 11 months old, they could climb the steps alone, while European babies typically didn't achieve this until they were 15 months old. The study focused specifically on African babies, but Wilson explains that the same trends were also actual in black children of other nationalities. Studies have also found that whites are also more prone to lifetime mental disorders than blacks. Four recent studies funded by the National Institute of Mental Health, NIMH, Consortium on Psychiatric Epidemiology Studies, CPES, reported that whites have the highest rate of lifetime mental disorders. These four reports are also a direct contrast to the perpetuated myth of white superiority. A Cornell University-led study also found that whites are both genetically weaker and less diverse than blacks. The Cornell study, published in the journal Nature, also found that whites had many more possibly harmful mutations than African Americans by analyzing the genetic makeup of 20 white Americans and 15 African Americans. That fact was reinforced by a larger-scale study, also published in Nature, led by scientists from the Universities of Michigan and Virginia who analyzed genetic samples records of 485 individuals scattered around the globe whose DNA was in a French databank. 
the researchers also found that blacks are genetically more robust and have the most significant genetic diversity. White people are far more prone to various congenital disabilities, malfunctions, and disorders. When they started integrating sports by allowing black athletes to join white teams, those white team owners who initially refused to integrate found it impossible to remain competitive against those integrated teams. Those all-white teams could not compete against teams combined with only one to three black players on their rosters. It refutes the myth that the bodies of whites are superior to blacks. It reveals the exact opposite. White people perform laboratory experiments on white inbred lab rats to see how experiments will potentially go over in the Caucasoid population. If they want to know how something will impact ordinary people, a typically colored rat is the benchmark. In the human world, if they're going to learn how something will affect the average human population, their benchmark is a black human being. Black humans contain the thoroughly dominant developed genes, and genealogy is the benchmark for normalcy. Once you start researching facts rather than allowing the white society to tell you what to believe, you'll realize that the myth of white racial superiority over blacks only prevails when white people control the narratives. The following are a risk that is either more common or unique to being Caucasian. This list includes illnesses, disorders, ailments, sicknesses, and diseases associated with the Caucasian race. It also includes genetic disorders and chronic conditions linked to Caucasians through research by the medical and science communities. 1. Acrodermatitis chronica atrophicans. Wrinkle, plaque. 2. Aortic aneurysm. Nausea, back pain. 3. Barrett's esophagus. Black terry stool, dysphagia. 4. Bladder cancer. Dysuria, anorexia. 5. Brain tumor. Nausea, diplopia. 6. Paget's disease of the breast. 7. Chronic fatigue syndrome. Joint pain, vital exhaustion. 7. Endometriosis. Dysuria, dysmenorrhea. 8. Help syndrome. Nausea, edema. 9. Inflammatory bowel disease. Proctitis, gastrointestinal ulcers. 10. Kaposi's sarcoma. Dyspnea, lymphedema. 11. Macular degeneration. Loss in contrast sensitivity, vision disorder. 12. Melanoma. Asymmetry, mole color changes. 13. Multiple sclerosis. Optic papillitis, Horner syndrome. 14. Osteoporosis. Back pain, kyphosis. 15. Pectus excavatum. Frequent respiratory infections, fatigue. 16. Polymyalgia rheumatica. Fatigue, muscle weakness. 18. Pyloric stenosis. Persistent hunger, irritation. 17. Skin cancer. Skin ulcer, skin lesion. 18. Spina bifida. Birthmark, folate deficiency. 19. Testicular cancer. Swollen testicle, lumbago. 20. Thyroid cancer. Thyroid nodule, dyspnea. 21. Ulcerative colitis. Joint pain, flatulence. 22. Ureterocele. Foul-smelling urine, failure to thrive. 23. Urethral syndrome. Dysuria, urinary frequency. 26-urolithiasis. Pyelonephritis, abscess. 24. Studies have proven that cystic fibrosis is the most common fatal genetic disorder of the Caucasian population, affecting one out of every 25 Caucasians. These types of information are intentionally withheld from central media circulation to perpetuate the myth of white superiority. There is more.
although Caucasians share more physical characteristics with Neanderthals than they presently do with Africans, they've separated themselves from their cave-dwellings ancestors and falsely placed themselves upon the aspiring thrones of Africa's ancient Egypt. They falsely claim themselves as the highest evolved Homo sapiens while labeling Africans as the lowest evolved. However, the facts are again the exact opposite. Studies on genetics find that, Africans are the only actual 100% pure human, black skin and woolly hair are the results of original Homo sapien DNA. Caucasian skin color and hair type are results of Neanderthal DNA. Neanderthals evolved from primates separately from African Homo sapiens. Did not evolve aren't in Darwin's, Caucasians, evolutionary chart. The Darwinian evolutionary theory does not apply to African people. According to two new studies published in the journal Nature, which looked at the DNA fossils hidden in the modern human genome, Africans are the only pure homogeneous human species. These studies also reveal that people of European descent today retain Neanderthal DNA that affects their hair, skin, fertility, predisposition to certain diseases, and possibly other characteristics. According to the study, Europeans' white skin, various eyes, and recessive animalistic type hair are direct genetic traits of Neanderthal DNA. It also showed that nine previously identified human genetic variants associated with specific traits likely came from Neanderthals. These variants affect lupus, biliary cirrhosis, Crohn's disease, optic disc size, and type 2 diabetes, and some behaviors, such as stopping smoking. The implications of these findings are enormous. It means Darwinian evolutionary theory, origin of species, does not apply to black people. It implies that Caucasian people came from troglodytes. It might be a disappointment to those of you who favor the premise that all life originated in Africa and spread out from there. However, the story that white people are African albinos has fallen apart. Caucasians are not African albinos. Specifically oculocutaneous albinism, mutations in different genes. The term albinism is reserved to describe a syndrome resulting from drastic changes in genes that disable melanin production. That abrogates or drastically decreases melanin production. And in some cases, no melanin. People with oculocutaneous albinism have translucent skin and vision defects, more severe in people with OCA1 mutations than OCA2 mutations. The modifications can occur in any ethnic group, in every continent. Europeans' light skin, even with very pale, is not considered that disease or condition. The current evidence shows that Europeans have delicate skin not due to albinism but because of genetic variants that result from their Neanderthal DNA. A few gene variants, primarily in two genes, SLC24A5 and SLC45A2. The findings reveal that Europeans have white skin not due to albinism but because of genetic variants resulting from their Neanderthal DNA. The research further revealed that indigenous Africans possess no Neanderthal DNA. Most people are unaware that when the early African Homo sapiens first traveled into Europe, they encountered thousands of white-skinned Neanderthals already living in Europe. Neanderthal had already been living in Europe for 80,000 years, according to studies. Although modern Caucasians share more physical characteristics with those Neanderthals than they presently do with Africans, they separated themselves from those Neanderthals. They created the false narrative that their superior evolved African Homo sapiens that became white. That narrative proved to be a lie. A relevant fact. The Caucasians RH, rhesus monkey, factor secret. One of the biggest kept secrets in the white world of medical science is the blood group that is exclusive European. That group is called the RH factor. The RH stands for rhesus, and rhesus is short for rhesus monkey. The RH factor is a plasmic agglutinogen antibody first found in the bloodstream of rhesus monkeys. According to white geneticists and biochemists, agglutinogen antibody to be of a hybrid structure, 
which supposedly classifies the rhesus monkey as a macaque muleta, which means mixed origin or mixed breed or produced by genders of a different species. 90% of the European Caucasoid race, as indicated in any physiology medical book you pick up. RH factor positive, possessing the identical agglutinogen antibody, anti-RH serum. The rhesus monkey is a medical point. RH positive agglutinogen, white race, injected, blood transfusion slash semen sex, into an RH negative, African, person. Anti-RH agglutinins automatically develop in the bloodstream of the African. The African body automatically responds by protecting itself from the RH. Dr. Robert Sepper, a Caucasian anthropologist and author of Species with Amnesia, Our Forgotten History, writes, If we're of one human family, why does RH negative African mother carry an RH positive Caucasian's child tries to reject her offspring? Humanity isn't one race but is a hybrid of species. Do you know that whenever a black woman becomes impregnated by a white man, her doctor has to give her a Rogam injection to prevent her body from trying to abort it naturally? If her doctor fails to do this, it's medical malpractice. When a woman receives Rogam, it protects her immune system from exposure to the current baby's Rh-positive blood. If she does not receive the injection, her body will develop antibodies that could attack the positive red blood cells of babies in subsequent pregnancies, which will cause HDN. HDN can cause serious illnesses, brain damage, or even death in a fetus or newborn. It isn't common knowledge, but it's true. It's why are always asked black expecting mothers the race of the father? So mulattoes during slavery were in much greater numbers. Pregnant women typically receive Rogam twice during their pregnancy, once at approximately 28 weeks and once within 72 hours of delivery if the newborn baby is RH positive. It is because of the Caucasian's RH, rhesus monkey, factor. Here is an endorsing personal testament from an African-American woman. I am factually RH negative. I had an ectopic pregnancy and ended up in ER surgery. When I came to, they said I had to have this shot because I'm not RH positive, and if I get pregnant by a man who is, my body will create antigens to kill the fetus. Why would they vaccinate me for that if it's not true? Mind you, I told them, no. They said I had no choice because of my blood type, this shit is true. Dash Sharon J. These are two separate species. Dr. Seppers. In the book, The Iceman Inheritance, author Michael J. Bradley, who himself is a Caucasian, argues that racism, the threat of nuclear war, environmental pollution, and other social problems are the result of the behavior values and psychology of Caucasians. He stated that throughout history, the Caucasians had demonstrated an entrenched predisposition for brutal racism that is matched only by their penchant for deceit, greed, and hunger for power. They alone are the most arrogant and the race most predisposed to racism, all other races have been their enemies or their victims. Throughout history, the Caucasians have demonstrated an almost total disregard for the human lives of non-whites. Their subjugation, murder, and exploitation of all other races are unparalleled. While labeling all other races as savages, the Caucasians have been the most brutally savage throughout history. Michael Bradley argues they are inherently connected to these proclivities among Caucasians to their ancient prehistoric beginnings. Don't be fooled, if the oppressors were truly superior, they wouldn't have to distort so many facts and conceal so many truths to project the illusion of their racial superiority. They also wouldn't have to work so hard and unrelentingly behind the scenes to manipulate and handicap those they claim inferior. The truth is the exact opposite of what they've used so many to believe. They've distorted many facts to create and project the societal perception of their racial superiority. Doing so makes other groups more subservient and more compliant with their dominance over our lives.